So I wanted to tell you a quick little story about how a bookkeeping process problem has cost one business seller that I work with tens of thousands of dollars on closing day. Hey there, it's uh, David Barnett from the investlocalbook.com blog site where I talk about buying and selling small businesses, local investing, personal finance, and anything else that my viewers want to talk or ask me about. This week, I wanted to share a story with you about how a bookkeeping process error has ended up costing one business owner tens of thousands of dollars on closing day in the sale of a business. So let's dial back the clock, back to 2005. I want to tell you a story about one of the first businesses that I ever ran that I'd like to call a, a real business in that I had customers every day and every day I was going to the bank. There were transactions all the time and I was going to start using Simply Accounting for the first time ever. And my accountant told me about a woman who actually did house calls uh, where she would sit down with people and teach them how to do Simply Accounting, how to at least get their transactions in so that it was an easier time for the accountant at the end of the year. So this lady came over to the house and she was showing us how to process different types of transactions and when it came to purchasing, she opened up her valise and pulled out two stampers. And she said, you're going to want to go down to the office supply place. You're going to get stamps just like these. One says posted, one says paid. Okay. And so she showed us that when a bill came in, we were to put it into the computer, into Simply Accounting, and put that it was unpaid and then stamp it with posted. And then later, when we actually paid the bill, we paid the bill and then we go into Simply Accounting again, indicate that it had been paid and then put paid on the bill and write the date. And being smart, but maybe not necessarily wise, I said, look, why would you go through those two steps? Why wouldn't you just let the bill sit on your desk and then pay it and then just put it in as a paid bill? Why, why wouldn't you just take that shortcut? And she answered in a very wise way. She said, look, David, if you don't put the bill in before it's paid, it will not show up on your balance sheet as an account payable. And what might end up happening is you could end up with a bunch of cash in your bank account and without that payable being shown on the balance sheet, you might actually think that that money is yours and not realize that you owe a lot of money to other people. So the financial statements in the computer, the financial statements of any business at any point in time is supposed to represent reality. And if the reality is that you owe money, for example, $100 to the phone company, but you haven't paid them yet, it needs to be represented as a payable. Okay, that's the story. Let's fast forward to 2016. I have a client who I've been working with on the sale of her business. She has a balance sheet and on the balance sheet, it shows that there are payables, inventory, all kinds of other details. In fact, just one sec, let's go to the whiteboard. I'll draw something out for you. All right, let's check out what I put here on the board. This is a very simple balance sheet. And as we know, the two sides of the balance sheet have to add up to the same figure. So on the asset side, I've got cash of 40 and inventory of 60. On the liability and equity side, I've got a loan of 10 and payables of five, and the equity, retained earnings, share capital, owner's contribution, all of those things add up to equity. It's basically the, the balancing entry or the, the difference between the assets and the liabilities. It shows how much 
a person owns of their own business. So in this case, to balance, it equals out to 85. Now, what was happening in this business is the woman was running her business and then handing everything over to a bookkeeper who was putting it all into a computer. And she was putting the paid invoices into this bookkeeper's pouch. Uh, and every couple of weeks it was collected and, and the information was put in. And at the end of the year, in order to create the financial statements, the bookkeeper always asked for her to count the inventory, but the bookkeeper never asked her for what is the total amount of outstanding invoices that you have sitting on your desk. So what happened with this business, and it's been open for you know, decades basically, is over the course of time, you know, in the beginning when that business was small, that outstanding payables amount at the end of the year was probably quite a small figure. And over the course of time, as the business got bigger, inventory got bigger, that payable amount would have become bigger over time. By not having an accurate pay accounts payable figure on the balance sheet, what ended up happening is the cost of goods sold would have been affected. So basically, it looks like sales were made, but not all of the expenses would have shown up in the same year. So it's, it's a small error that compounds year over year as the business starts to grow. So in fact, what was happening in the earlier part of this woman's career is she was probably actually paying more in income tax than she should have because it looked artificially like the cost of goods sold would have been lower than they really were. That problem is going to fix itself though because in the end, when the proper payables are recognized, the last year, the cost of goods sold is going to go way up and she'll pay less income tax. But here's the problem about closing day. Her payables were listed, in this example, we'll put five, and what they represented was pre-sales to clients, so gift cards, gift certificates that were issued. But in reality, it should have been 45, okay? So there were additional payables that weren't accounted for. So in working with this client, when we looked at her balance sheet, and she said, what would I be able to get in an asset sale? We looked at what the business was worth, what the proceeds would be from the sale, and then because an asset sale, the inventory is, is basically purchased free and clear, it's up to her to satisfy all the liabilities. We looked at the balance sheet and said, you owe five. This is what you're gonna end up with. Well, what has actually happened is, she now realizes that her balance sheet was incorrect. She really owes 45. What that means for her is that there's another $40 in this example that's going to have to be paid out to suppliers that doesn't get to go in her pocket. The buyer largely is unaffected by this change because the business still functions the way it always had as far as sales and profitability. Remember, that accumulation of outstanding payables happened over the course of time. The last few years have been quite stable. So there's no real difference from the buyer's point of view, but from her point of view, she's gonna end up taking $40 less home at the close of the business. Now you say, David, your balance sheet doesn't balance anymore. What is the effect of suddenly discovering basically unknown liabilities of an extra $40? It doesn't affect the assets in any way. The effect is that this number has been wrong. So instead of 85, it is actually only 35. Sorry. 45. So 
she, for the last few years, has believed that she's had this very strong equity position in this business when in fact she hasn't. She's basically had a loan to her suppliers that hasn't been properly disclosed on her balance sheet. Now, whose fault is that? You know, should the, balance, the bookkeeper have asked the right questions? Of course. But at the end of the day, when you own a business, it's up to you to know your numbers. Every business owner out there, when they get their financial statements at the end of the year, should be going through them line by line and asking themselves simple questions about them. Does this number make sense? Is this an accurate sales figure? Am I surprised by some of these expenses that I see on the income statement? When it comes to the balance sheet, what exactly is in inventory? What exactly are these loan figures? What is left outstanding on this or that? If she had gone through her financial statements line by line and asked questions like that, and she arrived at that payables line with a number of five on it and said, what exactly is an account payable and why does it say five? Her accountant or bookkeeper would have said, you know, this is the amount outstanding for gift certificates and accounts payable represents all the amount that you owe to people. She would have instantly known that there was a mistake there because she knew that she had outstanding invoices that had to be paid. This kind of mistake obviously needs to be avoided by people who are running businesses and it comes down to knowing your numbers and running your business by your numbers. With most of the people that I work with on a regular basis over the course of time in some of the mentoring stuff that I do, we review balance sheets and income statements every month and we go over the numbers and make sure that they make sense. If you are planning on selling your business anytime in the next couple of years, you have to do this kind of review and make sure that your numbers make sense and make sure that you understand what is in your financial statements. If you are planning to sell your own business sometime in the next couple of years, you should take a look at my website, howtosellmyownbusiness.com, where you can take advantage of tons of free resources that teach people how to go about selling their own business and how I can help them with specific projects and tasks along the way that make it a do-it-yourself project. Especially taking a look at my book, bestseller in April of 2016, How to Sell My Own Business. If you've enjoyed hearing this story and you've enjoyed learning from this video, please like it and share it with other people. It's the only way that the algorithms that take care of the internet have of knowing if the content is actually good. If you're watching on YouTube, you might want to click subscribe. And if you haven't already, head on over to davidcbarnett.com and sign up for my email list. Email subscribers get all of my videos at least three or four days before everyone else on the internet, as well as other special offers and promotions like discounts and, and special events that I only offer to email subscribers. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.